The 70s were a time after free love and drugs from the 60s had worn off. But new drugs were moving in, and the 70s were a time where you had to be there to understand it. And the only way today we ever understand it is through movies, and through two guys that paved the way to show us, not just about being green or using green, but showed us a new form of car culture. Yes, today we're talking about the two men who helped bring their love machine into the automotive world and showed the rest of the world that lowriders was about to become a new and improved form of automotive culture. Today we're taking a look back at how Cheech and Chong helped pave the way for the lowrider culture to take over western civilization as not just being a lowered car that is great and fun to drive, but also 70s and the green. Autoworks.net Autopod, streaming day or night, coming right at you, right here, right now. Welcome back to the Autolooks Podcast. I am your host, as always, the doctor to the automotive industry, Mr. Everett J. himself, coming to you from Spotify, iTunes, Amazon Music, Google Music, Podbeam, our main host, and over at www.autolooks.net, our main website, where you'll find exterior design ratings of all cars from around the world, our famous year-end review, which goes over all brand new products from each year and rates them on their exterior designs and links to every major car corporation and minor car corporation from around the globe bringing the world to you and if you got kids check out our children's books as well they'll help educate and bring your little ones into the automotive culture that we all love now today we're going to be talking about not just the fact that Cheech and Chong are about well green things we all know what the green stuff we're talking about and in Canada we have enjoyed two prosperous years of legal green stuff and no Cheech and Chong didn't push us but they helped us along the way and on top of that they also helped breed one of the most fascinating automotive cultures in the United States no they didn't create the lowrider culture but they helped bring it to the forefront of everybody's screens now if you grew up like myself during the 80s and 90s you would know about Cheech and Chong today we still know but not as much Cheech and Chong as we all know from the big smoke record and that giant rolling paper and we all know that whoever had it and whoever's parents had it if that paper wasn't in there your parents used it and like most of our parents and most of the people who grew up in the 70s like they say you had to be there to understand what was going on Cheech and Chong helped showcase to the world lowrider culture and not just that they gave us lowrider culture and what it created now the first movie up in smoke gave us the love machine which was an amazing lowrider. Yes, that old Impala was one of those cars that everybody just had to have. It was the number one, the car of lowrider culture. Now, at a time in the 70s when the big three were still pushing muscle cars, power and power and power onto people, Cheech and Chong showed up. And just before the gas crisis, they brought us lowriders. You don't need to move fast, but you do need to move low. And they help show the world the lowrider culture isn't just an American thing. It doesn't belong to just one area of society. Sure, it was famous in select groups in California where it started, but it showed us you could be more. And when they showcased their next move, and he shows up in his van. Cheech shows up in the delivery van that he had, and they stop and they get out, and they put all of their fake stuff on it. They drop down their side pipes, they pop 
up the hydraulics and turn that GM cargo van into a hydraulic kick-ass lowrider van at a time when people were buying vans. But Cheech and Chong weren't about promoting this industry. No, they were about promoting the green. It was just part of their culture and part of the movies that lowrider culture got seen in a way that it became cool. It became synonymous with the green, but it also became synonymous with lowrider culture. Cruising it low, cruising it cool. That helped spawn and create an amazing aftermarket industry. It showed the world that we don't just need to go fast. We don't need power. We don't need these big burly muscle cars. No, we need something that's slow and cool as well. Because you got to think about when you're in your muscle car and you're cruising up and down the strip, well, you're just doing that. And if we go back to American graffiti, we could see back into the 50s where lowrider culture originally took off. Chopping the top of your old Mercury and dropping it to the ground was essentially the beginning of lowrider culture. But into the 70s, hydraulics became part of the vehicle. And that's when it got even better. Now with lowrider culture being that, being its own culture. And thanks to Cheech and Chong bringing it to us, we now see lowriders as part of the aftermarket industry. We have muscle cars, we have tuner cars, we have rough roads, we have big rigs, and we have lowriders. And in the 80s, the lowrider culture expanded upon itself once again with the introduction of the mini trucks. The mini trucks helped expand it further and kind of gave it its own import scene. It really made it a little bit better. It expanded upon the industry. Sort of like how V6 Mustangs were finally allowed into the import street racing scene, these mini trucks became part of lowrider culture. Not just the classic cars from the 50s, 60s, and 70s. No, mini trucks were now part of lowrider culture. And as Cheech and Chong did with their van in their second movie, they expanded upon that lowrider culture. And you have to remember, Cheech and Chong didn't just show us lowriders were cool. When Cheech's cousin shows up, or next movie, he shows up and he has a Ferrari Dino. Well, that helps bring back some of the old sports cars and pushes that industry out. Gotta remember how big Cheech and Chong were in the 70s and 80s. They were an influencer of society. With that generation, they were within. End of the baby boomer. They were able to help create these markets that they required. They moved people from their muscle cars and onto the lowrider scene. With that, they also showcased classic cars in the next movie. When they took their neighbor's Thunderbird and brought it to go get gasoline, showcasing to the world about the gas crisis. The OPEC oil embargo, which created the gas crisis in the 70s. Cheech and Chong helped showcase to the world that it was true, and they showed what the world was going through at that point in time. We all thought it was a funny scene, how they go and get a giant barrel can and fill it up with gasoline, where it has all kinds of crap on top of it, because they didn't clean up the barrel, and they put it in a Thunderbird, and then Chong light one up, which we all know what happens after that. He lights one up, and the whole car blows up. Well, not completely the interior explodes. When they get back, you finally see the damage they've done to their nice, secluded 1950s-style neighbor with this 55 T-Bird. And they've completely killed this car. This was an interesting point of the movie, because it showed the lowrider culture, after which they utilized their gas to fill their van and go and do his deliveries. So they moved from the 50s and the sports cars that everybody had into the 70s with its lowrider culture. When you take a look at it, you never really think about it. How do two guys who smoke weed and do cool stuff and sing crazy songs
drugs managed to influence an automotive scene so much. But they did. It wasn't just a stoner movie. Cheech and Chong had influences on American culture and the people of the time. And that can be seen even into the 90s and even early 2000s. Take a look at Harold and Kumar go to White Castle. Cheech and Chong influenced stuff about that. Two guys just smoked up and they got the munchies. And they go on an epic road trip to get their White Castle. Now if you're like myself and a lot of other people out there, you know of people that have gone on these epic journeys. Hell, I've wound up almost two hours away from my home in the middle of the night because my city was shut down with everything and my friend and I were hungry for burgers and we wound up going almost two hours outside of the city to get food that we wanted, like Harold and Kumar. But when they wipe out in their car and they almost run into two guys that get out of an old Chevy Caprice with smoke billowing out of it, it's their friends. Now what scene does that remind you of? Cheech and Chong and the Love Machine. It wasn't a lowrider, but it was still a big American sedan or coupe. It showcased that culture in big cars, but it also showcased what they gave to the world. Now the world may have changed. By the 90s, Cheech and Chong were still there, but their influences on the automotive world were waning. They were dropping. And since then, their influence can't be seen that much. But the industry that they helped push into the mainstream back in the 70s was exploding. A lowrider magazine picked up on the lowrider scene and showcased to the world what that scene had. And just a couple years ago, teaming up with Hollywood, Lowrider finally gave us a follow-up to the epic Love Machine and gave us a movie about Lowrider culture. All started off with two guys smoking up in their Impala. And the Lowrider movie showcased to the world there was more behind this industry. Sort of like what Fast and the Furious did for the import racing scene. Or Gone in 60 Seconds did for muscle cars. They showcased an aftermarket industry. But they were doing it at a point when the aftermarket industry was faltering. It's falling down. Because the government officials, cities, police, and all kinds of other people who are against it. They're against bringing this down. They're against helping this industry. They don't realize how many jobs they're going to lose because of their destruction towards it. Now, in the province of Ontario, after a police chief's son got killed during a street race, not too far away from my home, on a public street in a residential neighborhood, our province created the 50 over law, which can give you fines of up to $10,000 in an automatic license suspension for up to 10 days and vehicle impoundment. Where at the end of everything, you can wind up spending between fifteen dollars to $17,000 in damages to try and curb street racing. Now, how does that affect the lowrider culture? It doesn't. The greatest thing about lowrider culture is that you're slow. You move slow. Because as the song states, the lowrider knows every street corner. And with my lowered car, I know every street corner. And when I drive in to work, I know where all the bumps are. I know where all the potholes are. And I know where all the curbs are. Why? Because when you're driving a lowrider, you need to know these things. You don't want to rip apart the bottom of your car. You don't want to destroy your suspension. Hell, you don't want to damage our hydraulic system. So as the song states, again, a lowrider knows every street corner. And it's true. Cheech apparently didn't know that as he wound up in the center of the road knocking on his window as the cops were trying to get him to roll down the window of the love machine. Now, it's funny to talk about two men and how they influenced an automotive industry. How they changed it. When you look back and you really start to consider how the Cheech and Chong movies did help specific industries. Yes, they brought awareness to marijuana usage. Yes, they also brought awareness of what it could do to you and how it could impact you. But it also brought awareness to specific automotive groups. Lowrider culture, to be exact.
fact. And with that, today, there are still many people who look at lowriders and automatically say, it's like this car I saw in Cheech and Chong. But really, it's not. It's about a whole automotive culture that started way back in the 50s, long before Cheech and Chong ever took their first toke. And it has grown into something even bigger than we can ever imagine. And as we celebrate our second anniversary of legalized marijuana in Canada, we have to take a look back at how these two men and their love machine changed the world and brought an automotive industry to the forefront of consumers. And with that, Autolux takes a look back at how Cheech and Chong changed the automotive culture of lowriders around the world. They didn't just influence us with drugs. They influenced us with amazing automotive products. Hell, we all went on in a van made out of weed. That would be cool, but you get busted and, well, you're thrown in jail. But next to that, just as EZE said, rolling down the street in my 6.4. Do you want a 64 Impala with hydraulics on it? Make it a lowrider? Just like EZE. E. I sure do. And just like Easy E, I would know each street corner and I would ride it. Yes, lowrider culture is here. It is one of the few industries that can be saved in the aftermarket industry. Unlike street racing with the import tuners and muscle cars, lowrider, just like the off-road capable vehicles that are being built as well. They're one of the few aftermarket industries that can be saved and can make it through this time. It may not be as big as it once was, but lowriders are still here to stay. And every April 20th, as we celebrate 420 with Bob Marley and Cheech and Chong. We all drop it like it's hot because I'm going riding my 6.4. So from all of us at Autolux, we gotta say it to you, don't token drive. Yes, it is against the law and it is dangerous to do. Cheech and Chong may make it seem kind of cool and that nothing will happen, but things do happen because it affects everything and everybody differently, similar to alcohol or any other type. We're not saying don't do it, but we are saying stay safe, stay clean, and drop it because this low runner culture and this green nation that i live in is here to stay so from all looks keep following us on spotify podbeam itunes google music amazon music and occasionally over on youtube and if you really want to see more from this podcast and some of the vehicles that Cheech and Chong have driven, please check out www.autolux.net. Head over to the podcast site and see some of the cool rides that were featured in the Cheech and Chong movies that helped grow the lowrider culture that we have today. And while also there, please like, share, or comment on our Facebook, Twitter, or even LinkedIn feeds about anything you have to say about lowrider culture in Canada being green. So from all of us at Autolux, strap yourself in for one slow ride as we drop it like it's hot.